Hello, and welcome to episode number one of The Analog Show. I'm your host, Ian Jackson. Each week, I'll connect with designers and creatives to get the story behind some of the products and brands they've helped develop. This week, I sat down to chat with Jed Rose, co-founder and creative director of Topo Designs, a Colorado-based outdoor company. Topo was founded by Jed Rose and Mark Hansen. They do all their manufacturing in the United States and produce all of their bags in Colorado. I've known Jed and Mark for several years, and they're both awesome guys and good friends. Hopefully, I'll be able to wrangle Mark into getting on the show in the near future to hear both sides of the Topo story. Jed takes a very utilitarian approach to product design. He strips a product down to its core without sacrificing functionality. You can see this in all of his rad designs from pocket placement to material choices. Topo definitely has a classic vintage feel while maintaining a refined modern aesthetic. Make sure to check Topo out at topodesigns.com and on social at topodesigns. Let's go. I'm really excited to talk to you, man. Like, uh, yeah, I get to talk to you too. Been using your products for for years, and and definitely love what you and your your team have created. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think you know that story of like that growth and that keeping staying lean and that team. Like, you guys have been pretty strategic on on your growth and on on the team you guys have and have put into place. And you, and I think at times that's that means that you and my Mark have kind of probably had more on your shoulders than than you want or you've had some sleepless nights trying to grow your grow your brand um but I, but i think it's also been your baby and, and like from the start and so like trying to trying to you know gain an understanding like well you know where where where, where do you get to the point where you let some things go and, and you kind of start to start to build up that team and and do all that yeah absolutely i think our you know when we first started it was it was such a um kind of a an unknown for us because we definitely neither of us had much experience in specifically what we're doing now so um we had definitely had experience on either side whether it's you know me on the design side and mark on the um kind of technical management operations side um so that really helped and i think we we tended to solve our problems the way we knew how at that time which um you know sometimes actually was was pretty good it was uh kind of, you know, we'd talk to other people in the industry and they'd be like, really, you guys are doing it that way? And I'm like, well, yeah, it's the only kind of way we know how. How's that working out? Sometimes it was pretty good. Or at times it was like, it's a disaster, man. Like, I can't, I can't even figure out this one tiny, small, simple problem that everybody seems to have solved, you know, a year ago. And it's just, you know, that, that, that kind of stuff we struggled with. Some of those simple industry problems that if you're in the industry and come from the industry, then it's just second nature you just know how to do it um definitely i think attack but i think also coming from outside the industry and being able to approach those problems in a different way probably gives you some solutions or, or allows you to find some inefficiencies where you would just if you came from another bag company or you came from an, another outdoor company all of a sudden you're going well this is how we've always done it this is how we're going to continue to do it so this is where you know this is where we're going to manufacture this is how we're going to scale and grow and right and i think to for you to be able to kind of come from outside and go well actually domestic manufacturing is really important to us actually i really like i i i, I we don't need 85 different pockets in in a bag like and that's you know why you kind of get into it in in the first place it's like right. so to be able to approach those problems differently and, and i think product in particular differently i think makes a big difference yeah absolutely i think our 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 kind of success i would say is that there or the the opportunity was that nobody had um 
really dialed what we're trying to do and you know it still doesn't necessarily to a certain degree especially like around here where we make our bags in colorado it's it's um everybody who does it it's definitely kind of a daisy chained thing together whereas you know making things overseas there's a lot more infrastructure there too so us not knowing the system here was um a little bit less than say us not knowing the system overseas because it's a it's a much bigger system and a much more established thing so so um, I think kind of us developing our own system was definitely doable here, which was, you know, a benefit. It was it was definitely a lot of work and it was hard, but it's um, and we're we don't necessarily have like a, you know, a smooth system still. But we definitely have a way of doing things that, that tends to work for us. So that's great. Talk about the, the kind of that piece of being in Colorado and being out west. I, that's obviously a big part of your brand ethos. And you grew up in the area, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I grew up uh, just north of here in Fort Collins in uh, Laramie, Wyoming. So Go Wyoming. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Got Wyoming roots, too. Right. So it's a good place to be from. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Good place to go and visit. Yeah, and I think, you know, that's that was a big part of, of why we wanted to do what we were doing here is have that connection to the West and, and kind of have the connection to the products that we were making coming from a place that seemed, you know, very genuine and, and kind of, you know, actually from that place, whether, you know, this is like the, the worst thing ever is to go like on vacation someplace and you want to take a little piece back of something that of is from that place and then you find out it's made someplace else and it's just you know <laughs> imported there so we kind of we definitely you know that was a big part of what we wanted to do here and even you know growing up in Laramie um, there were some places there that were always really big on my radar like a place called Bradley Mountain Works which yep. was in uh, or Bradley Mountain Wear and there's atmosphere um, up there too um, Mountain Works yeah, some good some good outdoor shops yeah absolutely sure. and it's and it's all you know very um i don't mean very homegrown in the best way yes yeah. you know it's made there made like right on site um the guys that were doing it and they're still doing it up there are just you know like right literally in the back um, and organic was there for a while too right with uh their, they did uh, some crash pads absolutely and some of those things yep. on, more on the climbing side but yeah i know they were doing a lot of their manufacturing definitely and, yep yeah i always talk to those guys about Laramie yes. <laughs> whenever we're at or so um yeah so it was it was this kind of you know thing that i was always super interested in and it seemed kind of like this man if i ever had a chance in my life to do something like that that would be amazing um and then you know finally just kind of decided that yeah that's that's kind of what i want to do how'd you take that leap I mean, we've talked about it a little. It's yeah. like you did the crazy thing of you you weren't able to find a bag that you wanted, and so you did the crazy thing of going out and buying a sewing machine and deciding to make your own bag. Right. Totally right. insane. Right. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, the, not the speediest way of getting things done, for sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I came from a background. Like I did sculpture in college and uh, really loved the just kind of hands-on process part of it. And all the work that I did in college was more... I wouldn't say that it, like that finished product was awesome. It was more about the process of doing it for me. So, um, and I think that, you know, I, after that, I kind of moved into more digital design and more, um, branding and which I, I did like, I just never felt like that was, um, you know, something that I could be really successful with. Cause I just, I wasn't that great a graphic designer and I, you know, the, the branding side was always, was really tough for me cause it was always somebody else's brand and I never felt connected with it. I think some people are really great at kind of applying their ideas to somebody else and, and feeling a lot of, you know, 
good satisfaction that they solved somebody else's problem. But I always kind of felt like I was solving somebody else's problem for them and I never really got a bunch out of it. So kind of moving back to solving my own problems, doing things that were really tactile and building something, um, those things all just kind of came back together for me. And I, you know, I honestly just started it as something that I really wanted to do as a, you know, an outlet and try to maybe make a business out of it. But it was, it was, that was like, uh, that'd be sweet if that happened, but it was more, yeah, I just really wanted to do it. Yeah. And I think you've been pretty instrumental in like helping Topo find that authentic, unique voice that feels very Colorado, feels very outdoorsy, but it's not super techie. It's very accessible. And right. I, you know, I think it's uh, as simple as being able to go out your door and go for a hike or go up into the mountains for a day or go to Vitavu out, outside of Laramie and, and camp over, you know, do some truck camping or whatever it is. I, I feel like that's more topo rather than that, like trying to scale, you know, trying to go into Patagonia and scaling some crazy mountain or, you know, doing something like more of an expedition uh, approach. I think you guys have found a really good, a good way to communicate that accessible right. kind of micro adventure piece. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, that was kind of one of my issues too with about how people approached getting getting outside and getting outdoors is they felt like it had to be this massive monumental thing in order to even like go out your front door. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, um, it's, it's such a good thing to just go do it. Even if it's like 10 minutes or even, even if I just, you know, my, my, favorite examples my son and I ride over to the park that's like 10 minutes from our house we take our bikes over there we go fish for 30 minutes and then we come back home and it's so much better than not have done done anything that day because it's just we got out we did it we really enjoyed it and we came back and we didn't have to go you know two miles out of town in the middle of nowhere into the wilderness to not that I mean we we do that too but we don't have the ability to do that all the time Mm -hmm. so everything between there even if it's a very small thing, I think is so much more important than, um, you know, than not doing it at all. And I think that's why, you know, our products kind of reflect that too. It doesn't have to solve every single problem that's very niche that you may or may not ever use in order to even just make it, you know, like we want to solve 80 to 90% of your problems that you're going to do every day. We can use it in almost every circumstance, but it's still really, really simple. And those things solve all those problems for you in the vast majority of the time. Yeah. It feels all all the products, all of your products feel really integrated into your, your daily life, your Mm -hmm. day to day life. Like if it's, if it's your, you know, like the, my favorite bag, the the mountain day pack, or even the the clutter sack, like that's been my go-to for years. It's, it's really utilitarian, but I can use it if I'm, if I'm kicking around town, if I'm going to work, if I'm, yeah, if I'm going on a trip or I can use it if I'm going up into the mountains or if I'm going camping. So it's like nice to have that. It's, it's a very practical product. Right, exactly. And that's, you know, I mean, that's what we really want to do too, is you can have a core set of things in your life that just serve all of those purposes and you don't have to have this massive, massive, you know, stash of stuff that's stored someplace yeah. um, that you may pull out once every three years because you're going to go do something with it. You know, I mean, I definitely have some gear. I'm a good yeah. guy, but um, I think, it, you know, in daily life, I really love the idea of being, um, you know, able to pick up something that'll just, I just know it's going to work. And I know I'm probably going to, you know, feel good and look good. And regardless of where I am, and I don't feel like I need to go get all my tech stuff on to go up to the mountains and then come back home and get my town stuff on so I can go out and have a beer. It's just like the same stuff works everywhere, which is great. I yeah. think, you know, let's talk process a little. I know we we always joke about the, the like 
products, you see a finished product and you see a really beautiful sketch that, let's be honest, probably probably somebody did after the fact. <laughs> right. and, and you don't have like the yeah. middle, like the <laughs> like the whole like actual the product, like the iterations and and those protos and and working through that process. You know, how how do you work? You know, when you come up with an idea for for a bag for a bag or a piece of apparel, you know, where where do you start? And then how does that process work, especially with your manufacturing being here in Colorado? Yeah, absolutely. Our our um our process is is pretty nice here because we can be fairly connected to you know the people we work with and it's it's a real quick back and forth with those people we're not dealing with you know different time zones and um we can actually run over to the shop and and talk to them about something if we need to and um so that's really nice but yeah from the beginning i mean it it as cheesy this sound it's it's usually starts with some sort of you know really bad sketch from me <laughs> and um it's you know in my little done notebook and it's just it's you know it's probably something to just remind me to do uh you know a specific shape or a specific style or something and then i'll sketch it out like really simply and then take it more you know into illustrator and, right. and build it out a little bit more that way um i've always been a really terrible illustrator um so that's been a it's been a while you know like a lifelong progress yeah yeah to to try to do that and you know once you get to the point where um you actually have to make something Mm -hmm. the illustration is is very very important i mean i i we you know we talk about it a lot about how you see some amazing sketch and there are you know there's shading everywhere and there's a lot of like you know kind of environmental things that are making it look amazing and Truth of the matter is a lot of that stuff does not translate to a sew shop, you know, and the sew shops that we use very often will, um, you know, print it out because they are working around the shop. They don't have a monitor that they're looking at stuff on all the time. So it has to print out very well. It has to be very concise. It has to be very communicative. And so those are the kind of things that are, you know, from a process side, I think, you know, you can, you can get that good feeling from drawing something that's amazing for yourself and kind of communicate that to maybe the the rest of the company like the sales team and like hey here's here's what this thing is kind of in the environment here's the here's the idea and here's the you know the the feel of it but then once it actually has to be translated to a sew shop, it's a it's a definitely a different game and like what works for them, what works for you. And we've definitely changed how our tech packs um, are, are built, you know, a lot of times now. And um, it's just, you know, to help commun- communicate that to everybody. And I think it's that the relationship piece, too. Yeah, it's, it's having that understanding. And, you know, at the end of the day, that relationship with the factory and, and being Absolutely. able to communicate, you know what they need to build a to build a good product or to build a, a good first proto even or, or something that's usable that you can get out and, and do some wear testing on and, and get outdoors with it. And I, I think knowing their needs and understanding that and having a working relationship makes a huge difference. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. I mean, we'll build our our tech packs sometimes differently based on, you know, which shop it's going to go to. And that just really helps them. And it helps us because we know we're going to skip, uh, you know, maybe two rounds of, of miscommunication because we just did the work up front to try to get that clear and make sure that that works for their process, you know, and like, like you're saying, it, it really helps to kind of hone it to who you're working for because, you know, you can, 
you can fight it and you can say, this is the way we do things. But um, at the end of the day, it's all about solving the problem and making a good product. So if you can work together on that and, you know, you can both bend on either side and, and make the communication really clear. And that, that comes from, you know, now that I actually have a designer that I work with here at Topo, it, it stems from very beginning with me communicating to them and, and them communicating to me about what they're doing and what the problem is and what we're trying to solve and being very clear. Like we spend a lot of time just talking about communication, yeah. you know, cause it's such a huge piece. What do you guys use on the communication side? Cause I know your team, you, you you're up here in Fort Collins yeah. and, and then Mark is down in Denver. Yeah. You know, what pieces do you guys use as a, as a company? Um, we use Slack, um, for, you know, the most of the, the chatter all day. And then, um, we use Basecamp to really, just kind of keep things organized and that's kind of how we help our you know especially like during the development stage we'll you know post up a tech pack have some comments with it we'll get a prototype back post up the photos in there comment on that and then kind of keep that thread so we can say like huh what did we make that change back then or was this a good idea we can go back kind of look through the thread and see it you know a few months ago we decided to change one thing and um that didn't get changed or it did get changed and we don't like it and so we're kind of all on the same page that way as to what is happening because when you're doing a lot of pieces it's it's really nice to have this little thread that kind of follows everything and you can just see the progress on everything which is nice and and especially as you guys scale and and continue to grow and to move into additional categories. You know, I think one more piece on the, like I've noticed over the last few years is, is really your trims have like, it's that extra like five to 10% you guys have refined on your bags. You know, it's still a really utilitarian product. It's still really simple and you've stayed true to kind of why Topo came into existence right. to, to begin with. Uh, but I, but I feel like you guys have really taken it to the next level with your, with your trims of those, if that's your, your zippers or your welding and some of those pieces where I, I, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't know if you thought it was possible to do, you know, five years ago to with with the, you know, with the partners that you have in place, and to, to see them kind of evolve and to be able to do more technical pieces. You know, what are you, what are you seeing on the domestic side, and you know, what restrictions do you still feel restrictions from that, or are you, are you feeling like it's, you know, they're kind of domestic manufacturing, your 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 partners are growing kind of as you guys grow. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely growing, which has been great. I mean, we we work together like. Our our, you know, one of our main um, shops we use to, to do our bags has been um, with us since the very beginning. And um, they, they've definitely just really gotten a lot better, which is, which has been great to see, you know, and I'll get, um, you know, a production piece back and yeah. And just same with you. I kind of look at it and like, wow, this is, this is getting so much better and they're, they're really honing their skill and they're finding problems to solve. And it, the good thing is it's, you know, they're, they're becoming more efficient and better at the same time. The quality is better. And because, you know, we're both growing, they're able to purchase new machinery that helps them with that stuff. And, um, that's, that's really great. And, you know, and they, some of the sewers that they've had have been there for quite some time now, and they just have a lot of skill, which is, I think, one of the things that, um, you know, people don't talk much about is the the people actually making the stuff need to be very skilled. Oh, yeah, of course. And that's, that's the, you know, one of the trickiest parts in the U.S. because we just don't have a long 
standing, you know, heritage of, of people that know how to sew and build things. And that's, that's just a huge component. I mean, so many of these people that are working at sew shops we work with just have tons of skill. And that's something that you can't just buy a machine to do. You know, it's just looking at it, paying attention to detail and having that dexterity and the know-how to, to make it happen. And that's kind of irreplaceable, you know? And I think as we get older, it's just these people get more skillful and they're even better at what they do. So it's awesome. And, and you feel like it's kind of had a resurgence and, and I hope that it just continues to get more and more refined. Definitely. And, um, so, you know, when, when you guys decided to get into apparel, I know that early on it was a couple of collaborations and you're mm-hmm. kind of doing some one-off pieces, some beautiful, some beautiful shirts and some things like that. You know, how did you scale and, and, you know, how did you kind of utilize those or find those resources and utilize them to, to make sure it was successful? Yeah. We, as you know, apparel is a definitely a, a much different thing. Um, it's, it's for us, it was just this huge learning curve and it still is. I mean, it, it's a, it's a very complicated thing. It's very fickle. It's very, um, yeah, just just difficult to do in general, but regardless of where you're doing it, it's it's tough. So um, I think for us, we did you know same way we approached bags. We started really slow, and we started with just a couple pieces, and we worked um, with a very small shop, and we just got you know a few pieces made and kind of tweaked as we went, and um, kind of just tried to learn as much as we can about it. And I I would say that you know we we didn't. We didn't really make the the steps that um, we did with bags out, out front. It like we took a long it took a long time for us to to get something we felt good about, and um, it's just been yeah, it's been kind of a long process. And like you're saying, like working with pattern makers and finding the right person that kind of gets what we want to do and um and then that can work with the sew shops and the sew shops can work with them and so and it's that's all a relationship thing that needs to work otherwise it's really tough um it's a lot of moving pieces it is definitely it is yeah, definitely. a lot more layers than than with you know it's a, ba- a bag like once you dial in that pattern that pattern you're good to go and you can For sub sure. in some materials and yep. do some great collabs and you can change finishes and right and trims and and do all that and i think apparel and to a certain extent has a lot of similarities but then it's challenging right <laughs> it like can good, be challenging. yeah a good example for us is like we you know we do our bags um and we'll just do a clutter sack and wool or we'll do it uh we'll add a leather base or wool and not that that stuff doesn't change things but to a certain degree it can stay fairly consistent and it, the fact that you know maybe the seams move or get tightened up by an eighth of an inch all the way around it doesn't really matter as much. On well, the it bag. goes back to having people who know what they're doing on the production side. Yeah, absolutely. Because then they can work with those different materials and they can bring those recommendations to you and say, hey, if we're going to do a leather base, we need to do X, Y, and Z. Right. Make it work. Right, exactly. But on an apparel piece, like if we just want to switch out a fabric on a shirt and we're doing felt seams all over, we ended up losing, you know an inch or an inch and a half all the way around because once you fold that yeah. heavy material or a light material, you'll gain uh, an inch or a half an inch or whatever. And it just totally throws off the fit. And the fit is so precise, honestly, on clothes that it's just, it's really tough to, to do something like that without basically starting over and making a new shirt. So that was, you know, a big, a big learning 
piece for us that wasn't, it just wasn't as flexible and is so much more work in order to, you know, kind of shift and change what we were doing on, on a, you know, even quote unquote the same piece. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah it was no, tougher. Absolutely. Yeah. How do you feel about the kind of outdoor industry, where it's at and kind of where it's going, all those pieces? Uh, I, you know, I, I obviously, I love the outdoor industry I because it's just, it's, you know, what I like to do for, for fun. And I like all the gear and I like, um, I like the, you know, the whole idea about it. I think it's, we're at a really interesting spot right now where, um, kind of, I, I would say, you know, almost every industry, maybe aside from the car industry or something, but, um, there are the opportunities for just about anybody to to start their own company, you know? So I think the outdoor industry is really changing because of that. And I think that, um, in the next few years and even right now, we have seen so many other brands that are coming along and, um, doing really great things, you know? And I think that, um, there are, opportunities that that just weren't available like kickstarter for example you know i mean not that it's it's easy to do but it's it's definitely uh it's i guess available for everybody it lowers those barriers to entry yeah absolutely um you know the the manufacturing side is definitely tougher because you have to actually have some money to buy things it's different than you know maybe uh you know building something digitally where you don't have to have a ton of startup capital to just buy raw materials but um i think that yeah it's it's a really interesting place right now and i think the the fact that there's such a interest in kind of what we're doing like this more chill experience in the in the outdoor um world is is pretty interesting and the fact that everything i mean it's it's funny because we'll have you know there's sort of two schools in the in the outdoor industry it's either super tech focused or it's not and um even within product lines from from bigger companies it's either super tech focused or it's lifestyle focused and i think that you know there's there's definitely going to be some melding there that it's tech and lifestyle and there you know there already is in other in in fashion for sure you know i think the i think the outdoor industry is a little bit slower to or more resistant i would say to to blend that and not have it be a, a big deal you look at Patagonia and you see that they're, they're a perfect example of a company that stays pretty split between right. technical and uh, kind of lifestyle pieces. And to see, to, it'll be interesting to see how, how that blend happens. Do you guys see that happening on your end with materials or, you know, what do you, that, that's, to me, that's a natural next step. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, where, where it makes sense, I think, um, to add technical elements from, you know, this, this really nice, simple, functional standpoint, um, or it's, you know, it's a cool style thing too. That's always great for us. Like we have, you know, an X-Pack version of our clutter sack right now. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's, it's amazing looking, even if you don't care about how amazing the fabric is, you know? So I think for us, that's kind of the decision point too, is we'll do, we like to do technical stuff. If it is, you know, very cool on the aesthetic side yeah, too, makes and sense. It's, it's not that we don't want our stuff to, you know, be technical and function that way. It's just that we want to make sure that um, we keep both sides of our our brain um, tapped in on that too. And it's and it, you know, then we don't just end up like because we we really don't have the you know capabilities to compete on the super technical side anyway. So we'd rather just you know do it where it makes sense. To, it looks cool and it's technical and um, you know. Never to show me, I guess. Like people who love Topo probably would want to see anyway. I think they would be disappointed if all of a sudden you came out with a shell that 
was super technical and right. just slapped a logo, slapped a Topo logo on it. They'd be like, what the hell is this? Right. Like, this is right. bullshit. Like, <laughs> right. You've led yeah. me along this long. And now you're going to betray me, you <laughs> right. son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. And that's, you know, that's part of uh, the developing stuff for us too, is it's, it's got to, it's really just got to make sense for our brand, you know? And I think that Mark and I, the, the, uh, my business partner that owns Topo with me, um, we, always talk about stuff that we want, but it doesn't make sense for Topo, you know? And I think that um, always trying to figure out where that is and how, how that morphs a little bit and changes kind of like, you know, growing up somebody's personality, they may change a bit and, um, you know, become a different person, but they're still hopefully the same person that at the core. And I think that's what we're always trying to check against, especially like on the product side is, is how do we keep that brand, um, story and, and that brand essence with with what we produce on the product side because i think we definitely try to you know we definitely try to lead with with what we're doing with product um and that kind of um helps you know the brand and the product are, are neck and neck i would say leading what we do but um it's it's super important that yeah we make the right decisions on the on the product side to make people feel like it's topo it amazes me with with the the size of your team how well you guys have told the brand story and told a story because i think that that's the first thing that goes you know to a certain extent when when you're a small team and you're trying to scale and you're trying to build multiple product categories you know to stay on top of that brand story and and you were you were huge in in building a great i mean you guys have an awesome instagram following you have a great social following but you know at the same time it's like that i know how much time that stuff takes and so finding that in addition to product you know how how did you balance that kind of early on i know you've kind of added some some great people to the team now to help uh, and some ambassadors yeah. as well yeah definitely i think that well i mean for for me personally it's definitely i'm i'm not it'd be much harder if i was you know selling wiper blades or something i it, it's it's definitely something that i really love and it's just a part of like what i do every day and it's a part of who i am and so that that you know creating that genuine story is much easier if it's kind of who you are than something you're trying to craft that um you don't have much association with so i think that's that's a big part of it um i think also it's it's just yeah it's just a lot of work yeah it, it's honestly like people are always you know asking me like well you know what's the what's the secret behind creating a brand or whatever and it's, hustle <laughs> yeah honestly yeah it's 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 posting the instagram every single day and responding to people's comments and you know going through and looking at other accounts and figuring out what's going on and finding people that are you know doing cool stuff and seeing if they want to work together and you know responding to emails and yeah and just making connections going to shows and talking to people and it's 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 definitely just a lot of work and it's and it's um i think always trying to make sure that you're coming from yeah that that kind of genuine place as a brand and not always trying to figure out like oh hey how can we um go real quick and get you know a bunch of newsletter subscribers by giving away some stuff or whatever you know we'll we'll do stuff like that but even even that we really try to make it feel like um you know we feel good about it and we're coming from a good place on it and that the people who are following us feel like oh that's you know that's actually something cool i'm interested in um rather than just you you know, like doing a, a ton of giveaways and um, things that I, I don't feel like, you know, resonate well with people and they can, it's, it's, it's too much business 
first and brand second, you know? How, how'd you approach, you know, I guess Denver first as your flagship store and then moving into Fort Collins, Boulder, and then San Francisco? Yeah, I think that uh, the retail um, side has definitely been, you know, yet another learning curve for us and figuring out how that works. And um, it's because it's definitely it's its own animal. And we suffer on that side from the same things we suffered for when we were first starting Topos. Like we just didn't we didn't really know how to do basic retail stuff. And so we had to learn all that, all that stuff too. (laughs) And I think, you know, we were able to apply our topo frosting on the top of it. And and that, um, is the fun part and the exciting part for me. Um, the, the tougher part is yeah, finding the good locations and finding good rent and finding, um, you know, places that will will feel like us but be in in the right spots that we can afford as a smaller company and, and, the, and um, the people you found you've managed to find some great people for your stores yeah absolutely and i think that's you know that's part of the the i don't know the goodness for lack of another word that has been the you know the association with our brand too and i think a lot of those people just were really big fans of the brand and just really wanted to to work for us and work with us and and on the retail side it's even it's even cooler i think because you're you're dealing with people face to face that are coming in that are excited about the brand and you get to hold it and show it to them and you know talk about it and um talk about you know the other third party things that we carry in the store and how it relates to our whole concept and whether it's you know snow peak or juniper ridge or people like that that we kind of surround ourselves with it in a store it creates hopefully even even a you know a deeper understanding of kind of the brand and like the little space that we're in and, and what we're trying to do which is i think really fun you know? yeah you know all the all the brands that you guys have you know friendships you know at the end of the Absolutely. day like we've talked about that too it's like yep. the outdoor industry it's like it's a small it's really a relatively small small space and so Definitely. at the end of the day a lot of those brands came from the same uh, a similar place you know where you, where topo came from just a different perspective or a different angle do you feel that the outdoor industry from from where you guys approach it is uh, people are pretty open and collaborative uh, you guys have done some great collaborations we'd love to touch on that but just in terms of like growing a business and and kind of some of those contacts and ha- have people been pretty receptive to and helpful yeah I, in general i would say yes i mean it there's definitely um you know as we're learning <laughs> when you grow there are some things that's probably good to keep to yourself. Like if you solved a good problem, it's probably good to keep to yourself instead of share it with everybody. But, um, it's, it's been a really amazing experience for us in general, because we've, we've grown up with a bunch of brands that, um, you know, started the way we did. Um, and we're, you know, I feel like we're all kind of in junior high now and it's, um, it's a really cool thing to have, just, you know, just some people to talk to and yeah. be like, hey, man, I'm, you know, are you guys struggling with this or have you guys figured out how to do X or Y or Z? And um, very often people will be like, well, no, or I, you know, this is how we do it. I'm not sure it's great. Um, but just talking to people and having, you know, to, to share that uh, information is great. And, and I think in general for us, if if all of the brands do well in our space, we're all going to do well. So I think encouraging and helping and, and making sure that um, everybody is is doing well is, is a really good idea for us. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I think that the more you can get people kind of rewiring their brain to the outdoors and making it accessible and making it kind of this an everyday part of their lives, I think the, the more, you know, the more everyone will benefit from. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, we, we always kind of go back to the sort of the food um, reference and how if, you know, if there was, if you went to the grocery store and there was just one organic thing there and it was twice as much as everything else, nobody would buy it, you know? And I think that if we can help, you know, other brands like us that are telling stories of things where we're, you know, making things in the U.S. and we're making things that are, you know, a little bit higher quality and that last longer. And if people get that concept and they get that it's probably going to cost a little bit more, but they're going to be able to hang on to it and they're going to feel good about it and they're going to be able to, you know, buy it from somebody that is, you know, like our our design office is like right in the back of our store. And, um, I think that, you know, that really resonates with people. And I think that the more brands that we have that are like that out there, the less of an education process it is for people to understand that. And it's, you know, it's the same people that are, that are shopping whole foods that kind of, you know, turn the nose up if it's not local. Um, I think that that is really missing, especially in the outdoor industry, you know, and not that the, like we just don't have the capabilities to do all the amazing um, technical stuff that a lot of brands do here in the U.S. But it doesn't mean there isn't a little bit of a spot for um, some other things, you know, and having a, a kind of a, a real kind of rich brand story that people can associate with as a company, you know, rather than just associate with something because it's super technical and it's an amazing piece. You know? Yeah, when I, I agree, I think that some of that the technical like those you sell yourself short to a certain extent with with the technical piece where you've been pretty you made a conscious decision not to do certain technical things right um and, and to do that and to make that decision and to stay true to the brand is like I, you know, like with going you know becoming an over overly technical brand and and not staying true to you i, I think at the same time it's like i think that's what people want to a certain extent totally. even if you yeah. were even if you were manufacturing in asia i don't think that like all of a sudden you would be the super technical brand or you, no, would, no, you no. would have never been that to begin with I, I know you guys are getting ready to launch women's apparel or mm-hmm. you're working on women's apparel how's how's that process been uh it's it's been another kind of <laughs> tough one too because uh you know that it just just the fit alone on that one is mm-hmm. is really important and really um specific and women are you know they're they're very particular about how things fit and um not that not that men aren't but not definitely not to this to the same degree and and men aren't shaped the way that women are yeah. either. They just don't, they are kind of boxy and it's a lot easier just to throw some stuff on them and it looks pretty good. Um, so, um, you know, and especially where we are in women's fashion right now with everything being so fitted and, um, you know, the, the materials being so important, it's, uh, it's tougher for us to just kind of, you know, open the, the floodgate on, onto women's and make it happen. So it's been, it's been a slow process, but, um, I think it's, it's great. I mean, we definitely have a ton of, of demand for it, uh, from our women's side and all the, all the women that buy our bags are, are really excited about the fact that we're coming out clothing too. So, and it'll be, it'll be fairly limited, but I think it's, you know, some really good core pieces for women. And I think definitely what, what is, um, you know, not necessarily totally, 
not there in the in the outdoor market but that that fact that um women do kind of want stuff that's styled like us like very classic very um outdoors looking and it's not um you know it's not overly feminine but it's um you know kind of timeless at the same time so that's that's kind of we're just approaching it the same way it's it's just it, it can't look terrible <laughs> so, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah so a lot of pink flowers butterflies <laughs> yeah exactly awesome that'll be Basically. perfect <laughs> sounds great yeah perfect yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No, what you know on the on the collab side, like you guys have done some great collabs with Woolrich and Solomon and Giro. You know, I, yep. I'm assuming a lot of those have come out of just probably over beers at at, at trade shows or over Absolutely. beers when they're when people are in town. Yeah. Uh, but kind of walk through, you know, walking through what's that process been like for you guys? It's been great. I mean, I I think that we've learned a ton through that process. Um, we've learned you know what's what works well what doesn't work well um and and like you said i most of those things we just you know tend to run into people that are like-minded at different companies and we really love what each other does and um it just you know kind of tends to work out in a, in a good way so um there are very often instances where you know we'd love to work with a company but it just doesn't i don't know just something doesn't make sense either business wise or you know media wise or whatever and so we just decided not to do it but um there are other instances where it didn't seem like it makes sense and we we did it and it worked out fabulously and you know it's it was just great so i think for the most part we just kind of approach it as we we really like a company they really like us they like what we're doing and somehow we can apply what we do um on both sides and kind of like keep the good stuff about both places and then it just gets cooler because we're, we're both working on it together. So it's been great. Yeah. And like have our, just, you know, for Mark and I to have our own like Jiro helmet is pretty amazing. It's pretty so, cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. cool. Selfishly, it's just kind of fun. Yeah. You know, oh, so. no, it's awesome. It's great. That <laughs> right. was such yeah. a, that was such a cool collab. Like the, the helmet and the goggles were yeah. just awesome. Yeah. It's like great. And it felt very, it felt very true to both brands, which yeah, is, absolutely. you know, for a more, you know, again, being a more technical, you know, technical product on the hard goods side, like with a helmet and, and with goggles, I think it was, it still felt really true to both. Right. Definitely. And, you know, working with people like Woolrich is just amazing from a, um, you know, kind of an, an awe standpoint as to how they've been, been doing it. Yeah. And just their, you know, their capabilities and their processes and the history of the company. And, um, and what's fun for us is they, you know, they really value the fact that we're, we're talking to somebody that may be a little bit different than they're talking to. And, um, and that our, our set of people really, you know, value what they do too. And they, they may be the, you know, the younger kids and, um, more on the, I don't know, you know, like on the fashion outdoor side, but um, they can really appreciate the history of Woolrich and it just opens them up to tell their story to somebody else too, which is great, you know, and obviously Woolrich opens up a whole brand new world for us too, which is nice. Especially when a product turns out as well as those do too, it's even it's even better just to have an amazing thing at the end. That it, regardless of brands coming together, it's just kind of a, a really nice thing to have. It's interesting on the collab side where I, I feel like when you're when you're a younger company, 
you, you almost feel like you have to say yes to everything and, mm-hmm. and to get, you know, as you mature and as you grow uh, as a company, you're able to be a lot more strategic about those collab, you know, those yeah. collabs and, and who you work with and, and it's okay to say no. And, right. And, you know, and, and right. to make sure it's a perfect fit for you and a perfect fit for them, I think you're just going to have a product that comes out and it's just, you know, people are blown away. Like, right. You know, Jiro people who maybe haven't been as connected to, you know, Topo or, mm-hmm. or vice versa, I think is really, is, is a cool you know a cool thing to see oh absolutely yeah and i mean i i think we we really like working with companies where we can bring something totally different to um you know to each other's side that we wouldn't necessarily like we we can't make helmets obviously you know we can't make goggles and so have something that we can do like that that we're interested in as as people as well as a company that you know we can just make something really amazing as a product we're we're product people you know so to be able to do something cool like that is is really fun for a company and then yeah the the fact that um we can reach new people and um talk to a different audience and um yeah it's it's just a it's a it's a pretty cool process and i'm I'm really glad that the the outdoor industry is is kind of opening that up it's been happening a long time in the fashion world you know but um it's i think people have been pretty hesitant to do it in the outdoor world and um it seems like now that that that's kind of catching on and they're they're getting it you know and like the the fact that it's not necessarily this um this terrible thing to work together and that's um, all about the collective know. whole to a certain yeah. extent you know, yeah it's absolutely. like that finding that common ground i think it's been great to to see that that's coming into the outdoor world and that people are you know wanting to work together and you know it's just it's nicer to be friends with people than always uh, oh, be struggling. Yeah, with it's definitely. Time, so. Especially when you know, at the end of the day, it's like all, all anyone ever really wanted to do when they got into like this side of the world was like they just loved. They had a passion for the outdoors. Absolutely. They had a passion for product, and to, it's so evident in, in what you guys are doing. Right, and I think that's what's kind of fun about the collabs is it's it's definitely people are kind of setting the. I don't want to say like setting business totally aside, but it's it's definitely this this conscious effort to work together as a couple brands and and do something fun and cool that um, isn't necessarily part of you know all the restrictions that you have during your daily grind on on building products and like where it's going to fit in the line and how it's going to work and price point and all that stuff. It's just this kind of really nice outside thing that can happen um, that you know hopefully you you both kind of feel a little bit of relief in, in doing it and it's yeah it's just a fun project definitely yeah so on the shifting gears just a little bit on the conservation side you know where do you guys see topo fitting there um, is that something that you you know again obviously feeling the outdoors feels like it becomes more and more of a limited commodity in certain places and we're really spoiled in colorado and in wyoming and you know what what we have access to you know where how do you see that evolving and how do you see brands do you see more brands taking that you know that patagonia approach and, mm-hmm. and taking more direct uh you know kind of a, a direct action towards it or you know what what are your thoughts on that yeah i mean for us um it's yeah obviously we all love being outdoors and you know and without the you know amazing land that we have here it's it's a that would be a a pretty sad thing to to not be able to do um you know as a as a small company right now we we're definitely trying to figure out like how we can get involved in that um we we try to stay fairly unpolitical with what we do just because um 
it, we just don't feel like it's part of the company, yeah, you know, yeah. to, to, to get too heavily political about anything, mostly because Mark and I will probably like fight to the death about some things, but, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, especially as far, as far as the, you know, the outdoors and, and, and land and, and conservation goes, we're, we're all on the same um, page about it at Topo. It's just figuring out the best way to do it and, yeah. and figuring out how to do it from a, um, you know, a standpoint of like keeping our, our company stable and, and being able to get to a period or a point where we can, you know, commit some money to doing that and doing the right thing. And it's, it's kind of complicated and it's, it's, it's super complicated. That's yeah. why we've never actually talked about it. And that's why I was yeah. like, I, I was just curious. Cause I, you know, it's something that from, yeah, being a, being a business, mm-hmm. you, know, you have to, you have to balance that piece obviously. Yeah. And, and you have to do what's responsible for, for your business and for the people who you, you know, who you provide a life for, you know, and, and those things. But, you know, at the same time, it's like finding that balance and, and how do you approach that as you, as you grow and as you, you know, obviously I think you do a lot of it on the material side and you, you stay away from materials that are super, like super rough on the environment and right. some of those things and you use some, you know, uh, on, on that end and on the product side, but I was just always curious on, you know, kind of how, you, you know, what your thoughts are and how you approach, how you approach those pieces. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's this year, I think is, is it's a, it's a really big conversation for us and we've been talking about it over the past few years and we've looked into a ton of different organizations that, um, we were, you know, trying to figure out if it is right to be involved with. And, um, I guess, you know, for, for good and bad, we've, we've just tried to, figure out what the right thing is so we can really go full into it. No, it's like anything. And I don't think you didn't dive into six product categories when you launched a brand. You right. did one thing well. Right. And yeah, I feel like that's very topo. It's like you want to do do it well. If you're going to do it and you're going to be involved, you want to do it the right way. Right. And we do, I mean, we do a ton of donations to smaller causes cool. around. So we'll, you know, donate to local groups and we'll donate to um, things that are right around our town and um, things that we can feel like can make a, even if, if it's a small um, contribution that's to a small group it's it's we feel good about it and we know exactly what it's going to happen and you know like even the you know save the pooter um foundation here in um fort collins um you know i constantly go to the fundraisers there and um try to support that as much as i can because it's real local to me yeah it's, it's very course. direct and it's very um it runs through town <laughs> right exactly yeah <laughs> it's, this, it's this thing it's that fort i can collins, really you know? yeah it's 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 really involved in my daily life and i think that's what you know we, we try to do that with everything at topo and so i think trying to for us to figure out um how best to do that and you know it may be bad that we haven't done a ton yet but um i think yeah like everything we're just trying to figure out the best way to do it so we can go full on on it yeah, and I, th- I mean i think the other piece to that too is you if you're you know we talk about lowering the the barriers to entry on on for brands and right. like for getting involved in for starting an outdoor brand but lowering those those barriers to entry to the outdoors and i think that the more people that you can get into the outdoors and appreciating them and raising that overall awareness of of hey this is this is a you know limited resource or you know a re- these you know these natural resources are things that we need to protect and and make sure that we you know at the end of the day have them for you know for our future generations or you know for your for your son you know to be able to yeah. to appreciate I think that's that's a piece of it too so to say that you you know it's you know you haven't done enough I, I don't I, I wouldn't agree with that I think it's just just a matter of approach yeah absolutely I mean there as you know there's probably nothing you can get full into that you don't have 
at least some experience with. You For know? Sure. And I think that um, the more people have an experience with the outdoors and really genuinely enjoy it and feel like it's something that they want to make sure stays around, then the more they'll be able to engage with it and, you know, contribute to, to making that happen. So yeah, I think it's, absolutely. yeah, it's, it's definitely a huge educational piece to it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, thanks. This has been great. I've really yeah, enjoyed absolutely. it. So thanks for taking the time. I appreciate it. Definitely. Thanks right, for having cool. me. Yeah, thanks. It. 